right, who did we talk to today, bud? Concrete Sneaks. Yes, we did. Sam Taxwood, man. The Young Gunner is a fucking unbelievable snowboarder, for those of you that don't know. Uh, came up on the scene heavy with Landline, and he's a marquee pro for fans. Born and raised snowbird. Through and through, this kid is next generation ripper. Huh, buds? Yeah, for real, I heard he was actually born in the tram. Eastone is losing his mind right now. <laughs> Consider it lost. <laughs> ah, bang! Zing! Zoom! Sam Tatchwood. You are listening to the Bomb Hole. Bomb Hole Podcast. It's going to be very hot. It's going to be very uncomfortable for everybody. <laughs> the Bomb Hole. Okay, here we go again. Another bomb hole. How we doing, Stony Buds? Dude, today I'm feeling uh, A-plus, ready, excited. This is going to be some good shit. Wow, I'm loving it. Loving the excitement. I'm excited as well, Buds, because we have an incredible guest today. We got Mr. Sam Taxwood. How we doing, Sam? I'm doing great. It's an honor to be uh, chatting on here today with you guys. Thank you for having me. Much appreciated. Do you care? Should we call you Concrete Sneaks or should we call you Stacks? What's the, what's the preferred? Ah, uh, Dealer's Choice. Oh, we're going Dealer's Choice on yeah, them. You hear that, buds? Do some people prefer. call you Concrete Sneaks? Uh, yeah, I think he's called me that before, and Scott Stevens has been like, what up, Concrete? Sick. I like to refer to him um, as Sneaks. Sneaks. But, yeah, whatever. Okay, Sneaks, let's just dive right into it. You're a, uh, a Utah loke, right? Born and raised Cottonwood Heights, Utah. My parents are still living there, and uh, I'm not too far away in Mill Creek. Shouts to your parents. They yeah. are some Shouts. some great people. <laughs> Straight yeah. up. Cottonwood Heights is a hell of a community, man. The people. I live there as well. Your parents, so many so many people's, Osser's parents. People For real. come to this show. Yeah, no, it's, it's kind of insane. Um, City Seth. between the mountains. Seth is chilling yeah, right Hewitt, there. Hewitt's the neighbor. Uh, Bjorn. The list kind of goes on, but yeah, lots of good Utah, amazing folks. Yeah, if you like to shred, rides. why wouldn't you live there? We've kind of seen a pattern, and you know, in snowboarding, I always see a lot of these guys that are like incredible, kind of are basically raised by the mountain. They're like mountain babies. Instead of going to daycare, the parents just drop them off, and then they just snowboard all day. Aren't you a, a snowbird mountain baby, if I'm correct, right? Yeah, I would. Uh, I would definitely say that's kind of my whole foreground for starting to snowboard. Um, both my parents work at Snowbird, and they have for years. And so when I was a kid, I would just go up to work with my parents pretty much, and it started with the ski team. And then How I, old at first? Uh, I think I, I started skiing when I was two. Nice. And, Damn. Uh, and then skied so. until I was like six, seven, and then I picked up a snowboard and was kind of doing um, uh, skiing and snowboarding at the same time. But then I eventually was like more focused on snowboarding and figured I was just going to do that. Um, and, yeah, here I am now, still snowboarding. Any but. pressure from your parents when you switched from sno- to snowboarding? Were they a little bummed or they cool? Uh, I, I don't remember exactly, but I know my dad definitely, like, had some shit to talk probably and yeah. was like, oh, you're going to, like, the dark side or yeah. what? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like, that's classic dad statement. Yeah, knuckle dragger was a huge term, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah, when I made the switch, I used to just throw my poles off the lift until my dad let me. Switch. Yeah. When he made the switch, I think it was was I it nineteen was now. it nineteen oh six? 
I literally, though, threw enough ski poles off the lift. They were like, fuck it. Let's just get him a snowboard. <laughs> <laughs> now, did I like, hear, yeah, we're sick of this. Did I hear you had your sixth birthday on the tram? My fourth. Fourth? Fourth. Oh, yeah. my God, dude. Yeah. It was uh, my neighbor, like, good family friend. His name's Andy. He made this uh, Jeff Jeff Gordon, like, 20. Is his number 24? I believe so. The NASCAR, the NASCAR racer? Dude, yeah. yeah. Okay. He made, like, a cake that was Jeff Gordon's NASCAR, like insane, like immaculate cake. Respect. And yeah, they like, we all got in the tram and then my dad like parked it wherever and we just all like chilled and just stopped the tram. Cake. Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of crazy. Very cool fourth birthday for sure. Dude, I don't think I even have memories from when I was four. So that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's insane. That's dope. Yeah, it was either four or five. I can't remember, but yeah. it, it was really cool. Maybe I'm off on the year. The but people on the other tram, because there's two trams, they must have been yeah. like, what is going on here? Six could be accurate, though, I guess. Six. I, I mean, but I, nonetheless, I, I have vivid memories of like being like, whoa, cool. And they like, all sung happy birthday on the yeah, tram. Yeah, exactly. Like full-on like little kid celebration. So bunch, sick. Bunch of little turds running around. <laughs> but, that's uh, special. Yeah, and then all the parents, too, they were stoked. So Yeah, that's yeah. really, really cool. And that just shows how you grew up on the freaking mountain. Yeah. We actually uh, spread my grandpa's ashes over uh great scott which is like a run like off the top of the tram basically but yeah we did the same thing like my whole family went up it was just us in the tram and we parked it over this certain spot and then just dumped my grandpa's ashes or a, a big portion of them and then there's yeah. another portion that was was spread in sun valley but pretty cool dude that's really i, cool. I don't yeah. know if anybody else in the world can claim snowbird as hard as the taxwood yeah. family pretty much at that point there's my grandpa's just, ashes just the dead lung family maybe <laughs> yeah, and yeah. That's yeah there's definitely some uh some og like uh royalty for the listeners that don't know too um snowbird is just like a giant steep insane mountain you know for people from the east coast or midwest grew up riding tiny hills you think that shaped kind of the way you snowboard now, just mobbing that giant-ass mountain? For sure, dude. It's insane. You go there, and on a good day, it's, like, incredible, you know? But after the good day, like, four days later, it's, like, beat up. And the conditions are pretty variable, you know? But, um, yeah, there's all sorts of, like, natural jumps and, like, just weird side hits when you can learn to, like, turn and navigate, like, chunky, sketchy terrain and be able to, like, jump off of a natural lip or like a cat track into like a, you know, variable landing or I don't know, just there's just optimal options up there that are like natural features, I guess. So it's one of the more aggressive mountains in the States, I would say. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You learn there. I mean, you pretty much set up to shred anywhere in the world. Yeah. And then learning off of like a park jump versus a sketchy cat track into like chopped up powder you're gonna you're gonna yeah it's gonna make a better snowboarder for sure and then i don't know if you think about like blake paul he grew up riding the village at jackson which is like unreal yeah huge mountain the kid can ride natural terrain like no other Mm -hmm. yeah it makes sense well i want to go back to my first memory of meeting you when you were a little baby i remember i rode for celtech and you know the mule uh the mule and bjorn linus owned celtech and i remember they would bring you around the office and would you say they were kind of like mentors to you as a kid or I think without those guys I definitely would have been I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you guys um Eric like drove us around and filmed us at spots and like helped us set up spots and yeah I don't know it was just super wild that he gave me and Griff and my homie Evan that opportunity at such a young age 
babysitting what, us what, literally. Yeah, what, you know? what age were you when that was going down? Um, dude, it. My memory ballpark. Is, yeah, my memory is somewhere so between bad. six and uh, eighteen. I think I think I was like it was probably from like thirteen to like sixteen or fifteen. Copy. Um, kind of right around the time when like I was just like starting to be a shithead, and my mom was like knew the Linus family and kind of reached out to Eric on her own to be like, hey, like, could you give my kid some direction? Like, he's oh, she snowboarding. Did yeah, yeah. That's like, cool. no fucking way. And she really. Because she knows Eric's mom super well. And so she relayed the message to, I think, his mom. And then that just, like, trickled down. And then eventually I just get a phone call from him. And he was like, hey, I mean, they're bird should... babies too, so it makes <clears throat> Yeah, sense. exactly. Yeah. And they're such nice people, man. Like, I remember going up and, like, hot tubbing at his parents' house up the canyon and, like, having nice dinners and, like, I don't know, the whole night. It was insane. And, Dude. yeah, they definitely, like, put a good groundwork down for us to, like, become snowboarders if if that's what we really wanted to do straight straight up when i hear that it's such a trip because it's like you might have been on the shithead trajectory for a minute and then they fucking might do you think they shifted that potentially or i think so like eric was just like yo man like have your fun but like don't be an idiot you know like i'm not saying you can't go like whatever and like have a good time with your friends but you got to get like your schoolwork shit figured out you got to take care of that like no matter what and you got to like treat your mom with respect and like if you want to be a snowboarder, like, like you kind of just have to like really push for this. And like, he's like, yeah, it's fun, but you also kind of got to like figure your shit out a little bit before you go off. Like just fucking around with your friends, like being an idiot, basically at a young age when like you kind all of, of just, us are. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and at that, like for a lot of people, you could just like spiral in the wrong direction for sure. Real quick. Yeah. hundred percent, which most kids do. You could end up just being what who knows what road you could have gone down but yeah from my perspective you know this is a testament to where my head was at at that time i was probably like 20 19 and or maybe 21 ish but you, you were coming around and i was like who's this little why are they bringing this little fucking kid around <laughs> like what the fuck are these guys doing with this little kid and it's so funny i didn't even register now i'm like dude this is the sickest shit ever like you're sitting in this chair you fucking killed it obviously like Thank and um i don't know it's just, it's like wow like if you're thinking about talking to a kid that needs some direction that's fucking rad i think too yeah no it your hats off hats, hats off, off yeah. to the the linus family well then <clears throat> going back to school though uh school wasn't really your forte from what i remember not <laughs> yeah dude it was kind of a i don't know um i just got so into snowboarding that it really ruled my thoughts but i ended up i ended up graduating late like six months late but that was due to the fact that my senior year, um, my school, like my vice principal, called my mom and me in for a meeting, and they were like, hey, your grades are fine, but you have one more trimester, and if you miss a single day this trimester, like, you're out. Like, you can't miss a single day. Were you missing days because of powder days, or what? <laughs> the whole nine. <laughs> like, you know, going on, like, short trips or long yeah. trips for, like, snowboarder mag shoots or whatever it was so they were were like you're either coming every day or you're done like you have to drop out or like go find a different school basically and my mom gave me the decision to make at that age and i was tripping that she even let me she let you make the call yeah because i was like already like kind of getting hooked up from people and uh was able to go like film and like do random 
Like yeah. that's my who, first who, year filming for Keep the Change was my senior year. Okay. Uh, Sorry to interrupt, but who were you riding for at this when you were in high school? I got on Nitro when I was I started getting boards from them around twelve. Um but yeah, so Nitro, L one, um, I think I was maybe riding for Arnett at the time. And then yeah, that was kind of my my roster pretty much. And Celtech. The second my mom gave me the option to make the decision, I was like, yeah, I'm dropping out, like, later. And then went on a trip to Minnesota to film for Keep the Change, like, two days later, or, like, recently after that. And then snowboarded all year. And then, yeah, I got home. And it was summertime, and then I went straight to Hood. Still hadn't even started school yet. Was just, like, slacking off, dude. It was definitely slacking, but I made it happen, like, the following fall ged or full full uh full deal full deal dude shout out to the parents like your parents that let you drop out for snowboarding and like believe in you because that is a fuck a lot of parents they're just like oh you want to do what no you need to go to school yeah because they're like i don't know what i want to go to school for but look at like it's fuck you got to get goddamn name on a board and a boot I was thinking work. it's because they're so close to the, they work at the resort they get it more oh, than yeah. so many other parents. That's a good point that they see it. I see other athletes and definitely. But my mom was so weary. She's still weary of the situation. Really, dude. I don't know. It's just like I'm always hurt, and then she gets to deal with like me when I'm fucking hurt and yeah. sitting on the couch and like bummed. And she's like, "Is this what you really want?" I'm like, "Yeah, of course." But like, you gotta. Yeah, she's she's seen it all, but she definitely just hates like the injuries that come with it, and, and it's part of it. Yeah, it's just an interesting industry, and I I, th- I don't think my parents really understand the whole industry side of it. But yeah, either way, like they they let me risk it all. That's for sure, <laughs> dude. I was I, like, yeah. okay, if you guys are cool with this, then I'm 100 percent cool with it. I mean, shit, what else would you be doing right yeah, now? You know, that's the yeah. question. I have yeah. no idea what I would have done. If I, I know, man. I I honestly think about that a lot, and I. I really have no idea. Probably be up to no good. I probably would have ended up trying to go to school and then blowing it and yeah. dropping out of college. Yeah, school's not for everyone, so it's a tough. Yeah. And it's expensive. It's a business. Mm-hmm. It's Yeah. I also look at some of the some people in there. It's like, are you ready to get bodied? Are you ready to fucking sit on the couch with a blown knee and destroy your body for the next five years or, or fucking break yourself off so hard? Are you ready for that to, to, to kind of get what it takes? Like, there's a lot that comes with doing it and like you definitely you've been very resilient in bouncing back from injuries and i know we're jumping around but i see you hopping on that road bike getting after it yeah i mean at some point you have to realize like once you get hurt your react like your whole perspective on things change and i'm sitting there like okay there's no way i'm gonna let this get the best of me and i i think there's a lot of people out there like that but i could also see you know it'd be very easy to let it consume you and you're just like i don't know how to like you know get come back from this how am i ever going to come back from this but no matter what if you care about something enough you'll like you'll force yourself to get back in there you know are we talking three knee surgeries total three knee surgeries <laughs> oh god yeah That's uh, that. the old suspensions got <laughs> blown out a couple times yeah. at super park i blew my left meniscus and just landing flat on one of the hips oh damn yeah and then uh, came back from that, and then the following year, I was filming for Forward, and I broke my right tibial plateau and was out for like six or eight weeks, 
And then healed, was getting better, started snowboarding again, and then started to go on some trips. And then I went out for like a, a shoot in Austria for like nitro. It was like a, I think it was like some Red Bull thing. But uh, they had me go out there and like ride on this hip. And it was really, really sick. My first time in Europe. That's when you went huge on that hip, right? Yeah, yeah, kind of crazy. Woo! Back three stale fish. I still I can picture I'm, that photo in my mind. Mm-hmm. First time ever like riding with Arthur. That was really cool. And got, like, super close with, like, Dominic Wagner and Mark Swoboda and all those dudes out there in Austria. It was really cool. Yeah. And then I went up to Sweden after that for a nitro shoot with, like, the whole nitro team. And, yeah, I, like, came up short on this big jump and blew my ACL and my meniscus in my right leg. Oof. Jesus. And then six months later, or, like, maybe more, like, eight to ten months later after that, Following the next season starts, filming again, and can't remember what we were filming for. But either way, that was the year that we did mediocre madness, the drink water trip up in sick. Oregon, which yeah, was like was such a sick, edit. unreal experience. So yep. much fun. Uh, one of the last days, we hit this uh, like set this like hip up. It's called the Wall of Voodoo on like the backside of Mount Bachelor, and I fell. Just rolling through the landing and like the tip of my board stuck in the snow. And so my whole body twisted. And then I redid my ACL, but I didn't fully tear it. I like stretched it super far. And so I was going into the surgery thinking it was like fully blown again. And uh, come out, wake up. And he's like, hey, man, like. Better than we thought. Way better than we thought. Like we just had to basically cauterize your ACL (laughs) tight again. Just to, like, give me another opportunity, you know, because, like, once you start to run out of your body parts for them to, like, yeah. restring your fuck, your, you got to uh, go cadaver ligament. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> which is, like, really tough. Sometimes your body is, doesn't accept yeah, the out-of-body ligaments. So, yeah, he did that. When, when are they going to come up with some bionic shit, man? <laughs> yeah, I'll, pro- shit. I'll probably need some cra- got- <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's probably, working on it. Somebody's working on it. I'm sure, dude. Some sort of freaking amazing ACL. Yeah, and then. Next level. Like yeah. Fox Moto suspension in my exactly, knee, so I just dude. fucking handle this landing. Pay for the upgrade. Sick. <laughs> it's coming. It will come. Yeah. But yeah, so that was like my last serious knee injury, and then a few years later I did my MCL in my right knee, but I didn't have to get surgery for that one. Good Lord, So dude. three surgeries, four total, and then like lots of other How do you come back like, th- that- from that? Yeah, you Mentally. you can answer, but I gotta I gotta want to chime in on this too. <laughs> well, no, I mean no. When I hear that, that makes sense because I see you going up to Brighton, which is a, what is it twenty some odd miles is straight up. Like, oh, you mean biking? Yeah, road yeah. biking. Yeah, well, that's I, how you come back from. Yeah, that. <laughs> and it's like that must be the biggest suffer fest ever. Like, I couldn't imagine riding my bike to the top of that. And he's like, oh, I'm uh, riding my bike up to Brighton like on a casual Wednesday. And he's on the phone on and the way. I'm like, up. oh, well, you got four <laughs> knee surgeries. You got to do that to keep the suspension working, right? I just had spent like after, you know, uh, the first injury or whatever, spending spending too much time just like in a gym, kind of being like, what is. I don't think this place is really for me, honestly. Yeah. Like, obviously, I need it to some extent, but I also like want to get into something else that's going to benefit me. That's not just coming to the gym. Yeah, because I don't know. It's just like hard for me to go motivate and sit inside and stand on a fucking stationary bike. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. And but then he- I was like, okay, I'm getting a road bike. Fuck it. <clears throat> 
and I kind of dropped in. Didn't really know what I was doing. Still don't, but I like to do it a lot now. Mm-hmm. It's turned into like therapy for me for sure. Well, you you got to know how to suffer for <laughs> yeah. that shit, right? Like, <laughs> well, it's like it's physically <laughs> taxing and mentally too. Yeah. You're like, oh god, like let's see if I can make it here, and then you get to like, you know, where you were trying to go at first, and then you're like, fuck, I can go further. And then you just, like, keep doing that to yourself, and then it turns into, like, this, like, little game. I don't know. It's fun. You and just if you just keep or... those strong knees strong enough, they're going to be good. Because mentally, it's got to be hard, too, coming back from that Yeah, I think mentally is, like, the hardest part of the whole injury thing because you're, like, now I have to relearn everything, you know? Yeah. But not you don't have to relearn everything, but the first month of riding is, like, so uncomfortable. And I remember freeing myself from the knee brace dude that was like some liberating shit because i remember austin kind of told me he's like dude you don't want to be married to a knee brace if you don't have to be you know because if you do that's going to be for life circling back around to the biking and the coming back like it's like how do you come back from those injuries mentally and i feel like the the, the gym and the biking and all that preparation work to get your body feeling right is almost more mental than physical sometimes. Oh yeah. 100%. Like just getting yourself to go do it. Yeah. Like getting to the gym is probably the hardest part. Yeah. And then you're there and you're like, okay, like do my thing for at least 35, like 40 minutes, you know? Um, but it's sick on the bike because like, I don't feel, it doesn't feel like I'm just like going to the gym or something. Mm -hmm. Like I'm like, Oh cool. I got to go look at, People watch all day and like I'm outside. Yeah. Breathing the fucking fresh air. Like, I don't know. And then especially if you go up a canyon, it's nice because it's like cooler temperatures and Mm -hmm. I don't know. You just feel accomplished when you get to the top. Yeah, it's nice to just kind of push yourself to like, you're like, oh, I've driven up this road my whole life. Like, I don't even know how many times maybe I could bike up there. And dude, honestly, most people probably could. You just have to be like willing to, Mm -hmm. it's going to suck at some point. Yeah. I think that uh, in my personal experience coming back from injuries, there's, like, working out, and then there's, like, the coming back working out. Like, mm-hmm. the comeback workout, like, the comeback bike rides when you're, yeah. like, coming back from injury. There's, like, a whole different fuel that uh, that kind of gets you to a different level. Dude, well, you kind of just are, like, pissed off at the world the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> to be completely <laughs> honest, that's how I yeah. have been. I know all my friends probably hate being around me while I'm recovering, but... yeah. <clears throat> It is what it is, and I think we've all sort of been there in our own ways. Straight up. Yeah, you can be pissed off. <laughs> yeah, It helps, dude, if you can, like, you know, I'm, like, feeling, like, crazy anxiety or something. I just go get on my bike and literally blow blow off steam. And then know? you feel like, better after. Yeah. That's sick. You use that shit on your snowboard, too? Probably. Spiteboard? Yeah, the spiteboard. <laughs> the spiteboard is real sometimes. Straight up, dude. Spiteboarding gets you the A grades at yeah, times for yep. sure. Yeah, you're like, all right. I'll tell Whatever, you. Whatever, dude. Bodie got that, hit it. That, that fast plant cab 270 strictly out of spite. Oh, year. yeah. Because <laughs> of you. Yeah, Bodie, I heard a trick he was going to go do this year, and I was like, fuck, he's not going to be able to do that. <laughs> And I told Beresford that against him. Yeah, I told Be- I told Beresford. I'm like, I'll bet you fucking twenty bucks you can't do that shit. And then Beresford told Bodie. Told him. Obviously, it's a good move if you're betting on him. I've never seen Bodie more focused in my life to get this trick. And you're he got it. One hundred percent fueled by spite. Yeah. He actually he called. Thank you. He, you know, he called and thanked me yeah, afterwards. Yeah, I was gonna say you kind of hooked him up. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> the whole session, he's just like, crack me, crack yeah. Me. 
I mean, twenty dollars, twenty dollars, and then he got it in like four tries. Yeah, of course, of course. That's really sick. <laughs> Respect. Spike boarding. <laughs> Nothing like being like a strapped in on top of a jump and just being like, "Fuck you," like whoever, <laughs> whoever. <laughs> I bet there's a lot of people with ex-girlfriends. Fucking yeah. <laughs> I don't care if I fucking land on my head. <laughs> Dude, I'm literally going to do this right now. <laughs> I don't fucking care. <laughs> oh, so sick. All right, well, you know what I want to do? But I want to maybe do a little pivot. What do you think? Let's pivot, dog. One thing that I found very interesting that you used to do is when you used to go... Build those lift towers in the summer, in between seasons. Yeah. Uh, my dad hooked me up with this group of guys that uh, build chairlifts. Like, just, they do the construction side of putting together a chairlift during the summer summer months. And, uh, yeah, it's like, it's a lot, a lot like digging, I guess. It's some manual labor for, like, kind of a long amount, longer amount of time than you'd be at Hood. But uh, you actually get you pay. You get paid. <laughs> That's good. That's all. <laughs> so, that was kind of like the only reason why I went and did it. Um, but I made a lot of good friends, learned a lot, scared the shit out of myself in situations that I was just like were, were very new to me. And yeah, it was cool. I really can't believe I went and did it. Can, can you? Can you kind of explain the process of like how they would helicopter in the lift towers and all that shit? Yeah. How sketchy it was, dude. Well, it's just like. Try and picture a construction site around town. It's probably pretty dangerous, you know? So just put that on the side of a mountain where there's, like, no access to get a lot of, you know, like a concrete truck probably can't make it to pour this foundation for this tower, so we're going to fly the concrete. And, you know, all this, like, there's some lift lines that you can, like, baby chair, for instance, like, I don't know, the baby chair at Brighton. Yeah. They did that all by crane. Probably all like cement truck, but yeah, a lot of these like new lifts that are going in that are like very vast, like long lift lines, they're going up crazy steep pitches. And so everything is done by helicopter basically, or like this thing called a spider hoe. Have you seen those? It's like a, it's an excavator that has literally spider legs and it can kind of like crawl up a mountain. Damn. That sounds fucking bad. I'm yeah. on YouTube this shit. It's, pretty, it's pretty loose, it seems like. So, like, they only do that if they, like, really need to. But um, um, the fly days are, like, the most exciting part, though. So, like, you're just, like, staring up at a helicopter all day, pretty scared. Climb up a... So, like, the tower base will come in, four dudes, five dudes maybe, put it on the big bolts, mm -hmm. and then you just get the nuts hand-tight like you don't get them very tight because like they're going to have to like adjust everything like according to how it's supposed to be adjusted. And, uh, and then two dudes run up the ladder and you just like sling your harness over the top. Uh, like there's a last rung of the ladder and then like just like some vertical pieces and you just like loop your harness over that and then attach your, your safety like below your feet basically, which is this big clamp that you put on a ladder rung, like right at your feet. So if you're going to get, like, pinched by a piece that's coming in, you just fucking lift your uh, top of your harness and then just, like, take a whipper pretty much. Have you done that? No, because, uh. like, dude, the dudes we were working with have been doing it forever. And it's, like, once you do it a couple times, it's pretty exciting. So you're just, like, kind of get all jacked up. Yeah. Like, Fuck, all right, here we Let's go. <laughs> we're going up there. But I remember the first 
first time I caught a cross arm, which is the big piece like above the tower base. Yeah, the T, the top of the T. Yeah, the T. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yep. exactly. Um, I remember just fucking tripping, dude. And they're <clears> flying <throat> this bitch in with a helicopter. Yeah, yeah. And uh, my dad, my dad's friend Matt McCarthy, he's a ski patroller at Snowbird, works on the crew that does the trailer shit. And he was like, "All right, Taxwood." You just got to listen to me, like, and you fucking listen. Whatever I tell you to do, just do it, like, no matter what. And I was just like, all right, cool. Like, first time, <laughs> like, in. here we go, getting in the car with this cougar right now. Like, literally, Matt's, like, an intimidating dude, but he's the shit. And, yeah, you just, like, grab this. There's these guide wires that come down, and you pull the guide wire through the slot where the bolt's supposed Copy. to go. So you can line up the other holes. So you, like, pull it through, pull it through, pull it through. And just, dude, you're just fucking yanking on this cable as hard as you can. Because, like, sometimes it's windy, like, there's rotor wash, whatever the hell. thing weighs a million fucking pounds. Yeah, it's just kind of scary, but you just make it happen. Like, it's a fight or flight situation, <laughs> you know. And, like, with those dudes around, you kind of, like, as long as you're listening and, like, are willing to fucking put yourself out there a bit, yeah. you'll make it happen, you know. So I remember being, like, really tripped out the first time. But then after we had done multiple days, I was, like, pretty comfortable with it by the end. Dude, that sounds insane. And yeah, like lots of crane stuff. And wasn't like, there's some crazy shit where there's some type of like electromagnetic yeah, electro shock. Or oh that, yeah, what dude. The uh, the rotor wash. So when it's like super dry out, and it's dusty as hell on the side of the mountain, the rotor wash creates this static due to the dust that's blowing around. And you reach out to grab either like the concrete bucket or the piece of steel, whatever. And a lot of times you just get fucking zapped. It like con conducts yeah. somehow, like yeah. a shock. Yeah. yeah, crazy. Can you but, like see the shock, or like is it bright enough? Oh, dude, yeah, like literally jumps out to your hand. That's crazy. Yeah, but so it, when it's you like, feel it. You feel it. Yeah, but so, I think like it, that's just inevitable. I think that's just what happens. Someone's got to take the shock. Yeah. every time. <laughs> yeah. the, the first person the that touches it's like, okay, here we go. And <laughs> yeah. that'll keep you going better yeah, than a Red true. Bull, probably just. No, but working with those guys... Looks like Marv from uh, Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> working with those guys was really sick, though. I, yeah, created a lot of memories, and they, you, helped, they helped me out a bunch, and that kind of pushed me in a direction to be able to buy my house, so... It's got to pay pretty well. Let's talk about the Cheddar Biscuit. Talk about Cheddar Biscuits on this. I but think... For so, a summer job, short, it's only how many months? I mean, it could be as long... Like, I was... Um, only there for, like, a shorter stint than some of the dudes that were there. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, like, six months. I only did four. You did four months? Yeah, four-ish. And you came home with a down payment for the crib? Let's talk about the bisque. That was, like, combined with snowboarding and the job. Um, and, yeah, it was – I'm glad I did it 100%. But I think I – you know, I didn't really know what I was doing at the time. Thought I needed a house immediately – and maybe it was, it was probably a good call. Smart like, I'm glad I market. did it, but I really had no idea what I was doing when I was buying the house. But I'm I'm glad I did it now because it's a worthy investment, I'd say. But, yeah, it's, like, intimidating to have that much more responsibility, I guess. I kind of feel like a child most days. but <laughs> I do, too. Yeah. I do, too. Like, holy shit, I need to make this mortgage payment now. Yeah. <laughs> now this back lip is more important than it was or whatever. You know, now the snowboarding, I got to – But I think sometimes when you when – you, put yourself in a position where you got to like pay the bills. It like forces you to elevate your game or you're like, your back's against the wall. You're like, I got to yeah. do this shit. 
Yeah, definitely. It, it's just a whole new per perspective of adulthood. Yeah. And growing up. <laughs> just life. And I was like, yeah, it should be chill, you know, and it's been chill. But, like, there's just so many things that I never knew before that I'm learning one day, I, one day one, at a time now. So. One of those things that you never learned, <laughs> I always found pretty funny, uh, me and Chip and our friends like to uh, discuss from time to time, is that you, until recently, never had sent a letter in your life, correct? Dude, <laughs> it wasn't that recent, right? It was like a couple of years ago. <laughs> that seems recent. <laughs> Aside from like... When you're like 25 years old, still doesn't know how to send a letter. How old? 23? Dude, I was probably like 22 or 3 or something. You're like 27. It was, it was like 36. Who gives, who's counting? Yeah, okay. I'm not going to lie. Whatever. This is... I mean, in the digital age, you don't send a lot of letters, but... So it's working working at Milo, I'd take shit down in the post office. Yeah, you were at Milo shop, but I would just be like, "Hey, da da da." You just hand it to him because all our shit usually would be already just like filled out, good to go. And that was my experience at the post office. So, so the, take us through the scenario. You're like, I got to write a letter. Fuck. Who, who are you sending a letter <laughs> to? You're paying your first mortgage payment. I or was, what was sending going on? something to Chip. Yeah, because you yeah. he called Chip because he asked him how to make a. I think maybe, Chip, I'm at the post office. What do I do? <laughs> Pretty much. I was like, yo, I'm probably going to sound real stupid right now. This is the first time I've ever done this. And, yeah, I just basically made myself look like a fool. Chip's really, you know what, though? Chip's good at letting me know when I... That <laughs> like, sounds right. But asking questions is good, so fuck Yeah, it. and I'm the number one person to be like, hey, guys, uh, yeah, not going to lie. Yeah, first this is what's time up. down here at the old <laughs> post office sending some mail. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, man. Uh, but now I know. Now I know how to do it. Well, that's slow, exciting. slow learner, some might say. And I, I would say I'm a visual learner. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, and you should have, you should have YouTubed it in that sense or something. Yeah. Fuck. But that would be an interesting one. How to send a letter on YouTube? Guaranteed. There's gotta be bad it. videos on it. Guaranteed. Oh, this isn't good, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, you know what? We're gonna do another little pivot. Pivot. We're doing pivots. Um, we that's almost. That's Chris's new hot word. That's the new hot word. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, pivot. pivot. That means we're gonna change subjects. Front side or backside? Um, you know, for the hash dogs, we're gonna go front side on this oh, one tonight. Respect. Um, name that video part. Oh, Ooh. that's what we're gonna do. We didn't forget it this time. Fan I'm gonna favorite. Uh, take us away with the intro music. Scale of one to ten, how confident today? Three. Wow, not very confident. Yeah, that's not very confident at all. Three. Do you do you want to bet that he's going to get this one? I don't know, dude. I mean, let's bet twenty bucks. Twenty dollars. Yeah, for real. You guys yeah. are really betting twenty bucks. I'd like on to. This. I'm gonna. I'm gonna bet that he doesn't. I get think it. he's gonna get it. All right, then let's go. What do you 20. think? Twenty. Uh, you- oh, <laughs> dude. All right, we're doing some gambling here. Woo! That's a first on the bomb hole. You ready? Here we go. Focus up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. Fuck you guys. (laughs) They weren't sure, dude. So, what's your answer? You got it. You got to say it. You got to say it, or else I'm going to win the money. Cost me money. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh. That's that's my shit. <laughs> <laughs> For the listeners, that is his own video part in Landline, if you didn't know. That's, dude, uh, what? 
the the kid just I, came you know, up twenty. The I'm kid be, just came up twenty. I'm gonna be honest with you. I was so unconfident in your knowledge of videos that I selected your own video part, and I was actually unsure if you were gonna know it. Harry didn't I'm think d- you were gonna I, get it either. I just hit you with like, "Yo, I have no idea." <laughs> okay, that would be absolutely ludicrous. Another, I, would, I would I would be like respect. This fool <laughs> has never even watched his own part. Like, incredible. You never know though. Yeah. Yeah. We might ask you in 10 years, and you might not remember. Who knows? Now you'll always remember. I don't think I'll forget that one. I guess. All right. We, so we are, talk some video part history. Oh, we have one more. We got another one. Jeez. We got another one. Yeah, yeah. So I feel um, like there should be two more automatically, but I guess we only got one more, huh? We got one more, and this <clears> is for the fans. That one was so easy, it let you down. <laughs> well, you know what? You're a champ. You knew it. At least, you know, it could be worse. Better that's than... that's just not fair, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> easy 20 for the kid. Yeah, yep. I mean, I hooked you up. Thanks, Tom. Um, okay, so this one's for the fans. You guys know how it goes. If you know the video part, comment on the picture of Sam Taxwood on our Instagram. First comment wins a little. What do they get? Prize pack. They get a little prize pack. All right, coming at you. Focus up. I told you that I'm lightning's girl. But you keep hanging around. So good. Good one. Okay, uh, I'd like to thank you guys for playing another round of... Name that video part. It's just fun for the whole family. It really is. You know? It's nice. It's a good good little thing. What do you think we should get into, bud? I mean, we haven't really talked his video part history. I mean, we don't need to go too crazy deep, but we should maybe discuss. We go keep the change, snowboarder. Yep. So keep the change into forward. <clears throat> yeah, two years filming with Keep the Change. That was really, really sick. What were the movies? Uh, Holy Smokes and Roll oh, yeah. Call. Yep, yep, dope. Yep, great videos. A lot of time great spent videos. in Midwest on those? Or The first year, I filmed a couple, like, so for Holy Smokes, I filmed a couple things here in Salt Lake, and then everything else was in Minnesota. Dope. Yep. And then for Roll Call, Minnesota again. And mainly the East Coast. Nice. He actually kept two seventies of kink in the Commonwealth, also known as Massachusetts. In the Commonwealth. Nice. Yeah, yo, I will say this right now. I haven't kept two seventy to kink rail since then. It's always a funny thing about you guys. Sometimes you'll do a trick, get it done, never do it again. Well, when you're that young, you got <laughs> yeah. the vinegar, man. Yeah. Sometimes you got that like twenty year old vinegar where you'll put just about anything up. Yeah, and I don't know. Uh, Colton Feldman was really good at getting me to do shit. So. Yeah. Shouts to Cole. Yeah. I'm going to give him a OG. Oh, whoops. That's what the wrong just sound. Him? <laughs> <laughs> that, that, was a, that was the wrong sound. Colton meant to hit you with an air horn there. I don't know what that was. Yeah, I don't even knew that. I'd never heard that one but before. Yeah. But either and way, then props. The year after that was forward for snowboarder. Now, what got you on the forward crew? That was a pretty heavy crew of new dudes handpicked by Pat the Brown Eye Bridges. <laughs> I mean the eye bridges. <laughs> um. I don't know, man. I think probably doing all the the launch mm. and Super Park shoots leading up to that point, and then I also, I'm sure Pat was watching the, the Keep the Change stuff. Yeah. And you think yeah, he was, though? <laughs> maybe not. I have no <laughs> idea. No, he does. I'm sure he does. Um, I hope so. That yeah, would have been messed up if he, he wasn't. Does. He They don't call every guy for nothing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just remember he gave me a call one day, and I was tripping. And then, yeah. That year was actually just super hard for me because that's the year that I 
broke my leg and blew my knee out in the same year. But tried my best. Damn. <laughs> Went on uh, some really sick trips though, for sure. Yeah. We, you know, what we skipped over is is uh, we didn't really talk about lick the cat at all. Are <clears> you a <throat> are you a founder or is that um, a, is there a found founding board? Yeah. I don't think there's a founding board. I think there was just. Uh, <laughs> how, did I don't that, know. You how did that crew come about? <laughs> it wasn't like the Declaration of Independence. Where we all know, sat down. And, and <laughs> yeah. We had our bifocals that. and everything. That's um, what I envisioned when I when when Lick the Cat was founded. I envisioned that exact moment. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly how it went down. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no Germ. Uh, he just started to like make edits at park city and he was like what are we going to call this one yeah who, like, who came up with lick the cat we were just super bored on the lift and like i think we were just joking around and that kind of just is how it happened you know who threw that out uh um, who claims they named it either ben or germ or myself yeah or maybe there or was someone else on the list too but yeah yeah because that's a pretty random name super random yeah it was basically just a joke and then it kind of turned into a real joke after a little while. <laughs> just like, and then you're like, oh man, this is really like the crew just formed. Are, though you guys had a heavy crew, geez. Yeah, I guess that just I don't know. We we'd all, all spent so much time like hanging out and snowboarding together since we were kids. So yeah, it kind of just turned into something quite quickly without us even realizing it. I yeah, guess. I mean, watching like, you guys come through the launches and the super parks was just like these kids are the future. This this is it. Yeah, we we lucked out like being able to have such like a a dope like friend group that yeah. we all like like mi- we're all like minded snowboarding kids. Anyone you know? on the crew you thought maybe shouldn't have been on the crew? Guys <laughs> <laughs> trying to stir shit up. <laughs> Anyone we need to cut from the crew? I don't. Know. I don't think so. That's good. Good to hear. Yeah, I think we're we're pretty accepting bunch. You know, nice, but. Yeah, Do you we, remember when you came over to my swimming pool? Yeah. <laughs> we did a photo shoot of the whole fucking Lick the Cat crew yeah. in my swimming pool going crazy, and it was like a movie poster or something. Yeah, it was the flyer for the video. <laughs> yeah, it was oh, sick. The whole crew. We just, were keeping it pretty sketchy at that there's time. There's beers sure. floating around the pool. Yeah. <laughs> it was insane. So Someone dope, definitely though. pissed the pool. I don't wasn't know. Me. It's probably, uh, it wasn't Hans. me. It's probably Hans. I'm going to go ahead and say it was one of those Mindick brothers. One of the Mud Dicks. <laughs> oh, it was a Mud Dick. <laughs> oh, the Mud Dicks. Classic. Classic but anyways, Mud Dick. Is the band still together? The band's still together. Everyone's up to their own their own agenda these which days. Which will happen. Which is, yeah, natural. Well, you still always have that. Yeah, but uh, we're all, with the group text is still alive like multiple times a week. Oh, and, sick. You still yeah. have a whole Lick the Cat group text yeah. going. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. But we'll see what happens in the future. Maybe be we sick make to wait on the road, put a movie together. Yeah, Ooh. thirty years down the road, just thirty years blown out knees. Um, <laughs> it's just a straight carving video, just turning, all turning, just turning with the boys. But dude, you guys have a you guys have an incredible knack for like getting fired up at the top of the jump, Ooh. like riding Park City with you guys when it was bumping. You guys would be. Just like chucking ass out there, like everybody's like, "What should we do, Cap Nine? And I'm like, "Yeah, oh, there's some new hot boys on the scene yeah. getting some right now." Like, it was wild. Yeah, kind of like no regard for safety <laughs> for a while. <laughs> Definitely, a lot of the like spring edits we'd make was just like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we were keeping nuts. it super loose, 100. percent But it was like some of the best times, like 
I'll cool never forget, shit, cool vibes. Yeah, yeah, that's super dope. Yeah. That's like one of the most exciting times when there's the new revolving crew coming mm-hmm. in. They got the, all of the the juice. You look at like the, you know the revolving door of crews. You've probably seen it for you yeah. know 150 years now. Yeah, but exactly. uh, maybe 200 years. But, <laughs> I mean, look at look at the dust box right now. Yeah, it's dude. It, dust box yeah. flag, dust yeah. scorch sauce. Yeah, it instills energy in the younger generation and yeah. the older generation. Yeah, because like I'm just like, oh, the dust box. Like all those kids are the shit. I want to be a part of the dust box. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I bet by next year we're going to see a new crew too. And yeah. it's going to be dope. How do we, you know? How do we get into the dust yeah, I'd box? I'd like to become a member of the dust box too. Maybe we could get jumped in or something. Yeah. yeah. We got to talk to him. Maybe yeah. do you think they we have should a, have a meeting? Who's the founder of the dust? Who did the did you they know, have I a founding Coop father? Might Coop. Be in charge. He dude. definitely had a quilt quilt yeah. pen of some sort. Yes, dude, Coop definitely had the quilted <laughs> pen the feather. I think between Reed, Benny and Coop we should have a meeting, see if we can't get beat in or whatever whatever yeah. it takes. I don't know. They yeah. blow a bunch of dust in your face or whatever it takes. Yeah, it's some sort of like antiquing. <laughs> <laughs> With a, or a shaman blows the fucking, the fucking, the drug that makes you see Jesus or whatever. What's that drug? They, ayahuasca? They do an ayahuasca, ayahuasca blow in your face. <laughs> the dust. I'm in on that. Respect. You go through a special thing where everyone sees Coop and he explains. Because <laughs> everyone who takes to ayahuasca apparently sees the same alien or something. It's actually Coop explaining yeah. you're in you're in on the dust box now. Yeah, that, that's a that's a OG initiation for sure. So down. Oh man, we got to get initiated ASAP. So ASAP. <laughs> oh, Anyways, man. should we should we pivot? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, we gotta get initiated. Woo. Yes, maybe a YouTube how to initiate <laughs> initiated to the dust box. What was the lick the cat initiation? I don't think there was one. Did you guys ever come to a point where you're like, <laughs> we named our crew Lick, lick the Cat? <laughs> like, <we're> definitely, <laughs> dude. It's, it's where do like, we go from here? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. But it's, I love the name. Yeah. I, <laughs> these days, I'm like, wow. We definitely like crossed a couple of boundaries for sure, and uh, yeah, it's definitely. I can't get to the... stop laughing. Man. I don't even we... know the coop shaman. The coop shaman. I'm crying, Woo-hoo. thinking about coop as the shaman. Okay, I'm sorry. All right, back to business. Okay, God damn it. He's got like his perfectly shampooed hair. (laughs) Fresh sham going on. Legs and his extra short torso. (laughs) Dude. Love that guy, though. Jesus Christ. Coop, we want to get on. Let us know. We're down for the ayahuasca challenge. (laughs) Anyways. So, back, back to the video. This guy can't even keep it together. What was in those pills you gave us, dude? Oh, my God. Did you microdose me? Holy Props shit. Props to Rogan on those alpha pills. I don't, I don't know if that's really what those things are. They might, oh, my God. It might be a microdose. Either way. Oh, gee. Oh, dear sakes. Uh, anyway, I think I may have accidentally microdosed. <laughs> wow. 
That was insane. So okay. Forward. Epic movie. Did you have a full part in that? I can't even remember. Uh, if you got hurt. <laughs> hurt. Hurt twice. Dude, my video part now, knowledge is after. And you're as old as I am. You've seen a lot of video parts go by. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I had a half a part in that one. You did. Just because I got hurt, I definitely didn't get it. I mean, for you, my most memorable part is your Vans part. It was mind-blowing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that, that was a crazy time, man. It was insane. Your part yeah. was nuts. Uh, stopped drinking for nine months during that time. Really? Yep. I was just pretty nervous. I'm surprised I didn't kick uh, <laughs> you out of lick the cat. Not drinking. For yeah, nine I get months. cut from the that squad. That sounds harsh. No, uh, it was like. Yeah, Do you so, think that's what got you the better part? Um, no, I think I just like really wanted to just like be able to focus. Yeah, I think I probably would have managed it. Either way, you know, but yeah. I was like, oh, man, like, this is, like, a real good, like, new opportunity for me that I don't want to, like, pass up. Or, like, not that I was going to pass it up, but. You wanted to stay healthy? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I definitely got hurt during the situation, but, you know, it is what it is. But you pulled it off. Nothing, like, super serious. It was yeah. always just, like, two to three weeks off or something. You and know? that's kind of to be expected, yeah. right, from you and, and we had two years to film it, so I was, like, able to get everything that. Or I tried my hardest to get that's the sick, best man. stuff I could. But yeah. Backcountry is just It's a no joke, huh? Yeah, it's not the easiest, you know? Yeah. But I really like enjoy I like wanna pursue more and more every year. Dude, I can't wait to see what you bring us in the future. <sighs> Try my best. Yeah. So circling back around the landline, um, to me it almost felt like you you were uh injury ridden kind of before that. You had kept getting hurt, getting hurt, and then you're like, This is this is my big opportunity. You went out, you killed it. And then what happened when the video came out? Did you know you had a good part? Did you know where you were sitting or anything like that? <laughs> it's funny because, like, I just was so nervous, like, the whole time. And I would always bug Tanner. And I was like, dude, do I have a part? Like, I'm fucking worried. Like, do I have enough shit? You know, like. Where am I at? And it got to the point that he was just like, dude, you got to stop asking me. Like, straight up. Like, shut up. I hadn't seen it until the first premiere. And. I was like, someone was like, yo, you have to sit next to Tanner. And I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just remember, like, craziest feeling in the whole world for sure. Like, oh, this is, like, this is not happening right now. Is this is happening? Whoa, like, crazy emotions, you know? Yeah. And, like, oh, it was just, like, such a surreal time being I mean, heavy like, roster, sick movie all the way around. Yeah, I'm, I'm so thankful for all, like, that whole opportunity and just the opportunity to be a part of such a, <clears throat> such an insane brand like Vans. And they, they support every, like they're supporting snowboarding so heavily right now. It's really awesome. To when see. you guys seem like a family, which outside looking in, you know, it's like yeah. pretty rad. Like really, I look at that crew and I'm impressed and I'm just like, dude, yeah. that's, that's sick. I think like filming for the video really brought, like, I think everyone was pretty close beforehand even, you know, but then like working on the two year project with, the same crew. The same crew is, like, pretty unreal, you know? Yeah, two years of traveling the world together. Yeah. And yeah. every trip, I mean, geez, you travel the world, you really get to know people. Shit goes down. And yeah. And we had, like, multiple close. occasions where, like, two different crews would meet up being on opposite schedules, like, elsewhere. Sick. You know, and that was insane to be, like... Link crews hang out. Yeah, like, 
you know, like this cruise in Czech right now, we're in Bulgaria. Should we just fly there? Like the forecast Sick. looks like kind of good. We're already out here. Yeah, fuck it. Let's fly there and meet up with them and like invade their whole situation. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, See what like kind of spots they looked, looked dude. At. <laughs> honestly, it was so cool. Like we all got to like you know just kick it for like an extra week with like a bigger group. You yeah. know, like not just like a three or four person crew. Like I don't know. It's just and cool. it's way more fun. Yeah, it creates mm-hmm. a great dynamic. And I remember the first year filming, we had like a powder crew in Japan. And then a street crew and our trips were like overlapping by like two days. And they, the street dudes came and met us up at a, I think it was a Saidake. Mm. And dude, we rode like three feet of snow and just like chucked off of like any little pillow and like, dude, insane energy with the That's whole so squad. dope with yeah. the whole crew. Yeah, dude, it was unreal. Having that crew is, I imagine, what creates the dynamic to make the sickest movie. You can make. You yeah, know, definitely. Like, it really and helps. To have the backing, for sure, like, you know, like they... And have yeah. and yeah, the backing on and top Harry, of the crew. Yeah, yeah and the best Who are the filmers. best, and Jake. Mm-hmm. And then also, like, to meet... So your visuals of whatever you guys do, yeah. getting shot on 16 millimeter, mm-hmm. it's filmed amazing, it's edited amazing. Yeah. And then you're part of this really exclusive... It, like, to me, it seems like this exclusive kind of hand-picked. Like, everybody is, is picked... To fit the, the the dynamic, like not every, not anybody's just like getting on bands. It's cool. Yeah, you no, know? It, it's uh, it's an insane like family vibe. One hundred percent. We've all become so close. So, yeah. So very much appreciative. Like I trip out every single day. Like wow, I've been on them for almost like seven years now. It's kind of crazy for me to like think about. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's. Yeah, I really appreciate them. That's a brand you want to stick with. Straight up. For and life. Talking about that family stuff, like, <clears throat> obviously, you know, we lost a, a very close one, especially really close to you guys, Dylan Ojo. Um, when that, that happened, with you guys being so close, coming up together and forward, being on these crazy trips with vans and everything, like, that must have been a pretty crazy effect for you guys 100 um, <clears> percent <throat> kind of blindsided by the situation and i don't know i i'm just super thankful for every single opportunity i had to spend time with him because it was a it was always like on a trip or like out experiencing like some like wild shit you know like filming snowboarding is like a very interesting thing and i feel super blessed to have shared that opportunity with dylan and been on trips with him and been able to meet his family and I think he was kind of the glue to like our whole squad at Vans. Like his energy was like a serious presence that you would feel in the room, you know, like no matter where you're at. If you were going out for like a beer or if you were filming a trick, like if he was filming a trick, like no matter what, that kid had the best attitude and I think like it like he really bonded us together. And I don't think, you know, we realized, like, how heavy that bond was happening while it was going on. And then, like, his passing really affected the whole snowboard industry, like, very heavily. And I don't know. It's insane to see his legacy live on because I think that's insane. he's, like, the kind of energy that we all need. And, yeah, it's been super crazy. Like, still to this day, I think about it all the time, you know. We, We fucking miss him so much, but really thank him for everything he did for the whole snowboard community and even beyond that community in Montreal. And now with the foundation, I think it's like a really, really beautiful thing being able to offer uh, 
just more opportunities for people who can't go snowboarding because that shit's expensive, you know? And I think that's amazing that his family's continuing that on and, you know, trying to push for something special. It must have been hard for the whole band's crew to just get that news and Yeah, it was uh yeah. I don't I like unexplainable, you know. Yeah. Have but, you ever had a friend pass like that? No. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Your first one hits yeah. you, man. It's yeah. tough shit. Yeah. Well, it's like a you start to think differently after kind of. And yeah. I kinda of even noticed like seeing some of the Vance guys, they were more like when they left seeing you, they were more like, I love you, man, like they would tell you. Yeah, because like, like Oli was like that, and it's just like, mm-hmm. you know, when you lose someone that tight, you remember to tell your friends. Yeah, Yo, you got to tell them. your people you yeah. love them, you know? That's cool. And it's that's just one of those things you just like, nowadays I'm telling fucking everyone I love, like, yeah, you know, it's like, yo, I actually like really appreciate being around you. Like, I love you, you know? Like, I don't... Yeah, you, you don't want to regret that. You, know? you never said it. Yeah, I don't know. But you can't ever... You can't plan for this kind of stuff, you know? That's the worst part, yeah. You just kind of have to live every day to the fullest, and I think Dylan was someone who did that better than anyone else. His energy was, like, something I can't even describe. Yeah. He would light a whole room up, like, completely light a whole room on fire, and people were going, you know? Yeah. The night after the first premiere in Innsbruck, he DJed the after party. Oh, really? And the bar was closed, and someone called the bar and was like, hey, we have, like, X amount of people in this group. Like, you guys should reopen, and Dylan is going to DJ, and, dude, it went off. That's and then it was, so like, shoulder sick. to shoulder in this, like, after party. Like, unreal vibes. So sick. That's awesome. Yeah, I yeah, I thank him so much for all those good times, like, for real. All the trips, all the moments. Yeah. And then seeing the reaction of... <clears throat> After what happened and and how you guys like basically just came together, it, it it brought everybody together. The positive side of it, like obviously, is fucking horrific, undescribable situation. But then seeing how you guys reacted and just came together like a family, yeah, and the foundation, and it, it like it, it it was it was fucking beautiful, man. It was awesome. Like it still is. Yeah, what's really going is. on? You know? Yeah, it's uh, super heavy for real. Like. You know, you you don't expect to lose your friends, you know? Like, you really, like, that's the last thing on your mind, you know? And then something like that happens, it's it's really, it'll, like, that'll buckle you, you know? Yeah. And, fuck, man. It's so tough. It sucks. Yeah, yeah and it's it doesn't get easy either. You just got to remember the good, good memories. But yeah, and, like, dude, you just have to remember, like, that kid was smiling every single day. Dylan was like the most infectious personality yeah. in the best kind of way. So like that just makes me happy to think about. Yeah, and he'd want you to be yeah, and doing your thing. The whole like everyone that knew him knows that, you know? Yeah. yeah he so, was dope. Yeah. And didn't he just do a, a special thing with a skateboard special release and it all sold time. as yeah, like all timers has <laughs> this sold like sick, quicker than Yeah, like sick, sick Dylan board. That's so cool. Yeah. And it sold so fast. Just yeah. to show the support. That's mm-hmm. so rad. So shouts to the uh Ojo Foundation and Big we shouts. have we have a little uh giveaway deal. We're auctioning off a pair of Sam Taxwood's Pro Model Vans boot and all the proceeds are going to the Dylan Ojo Foundation. So you can find 
the auction for this on our Instagram and on our website, bombhole.com. Support the good cause. It's a fucking amazing foundation. Do you want to explain what it's all about for the listeners? Um, so the foundation is basically a means to get people out there on a snowboard that maybe don't have the ability to get to the resort or don't have a board or so they're just, they're just trying to make it easier for people in a city to have the opportunity to go snowboarding. And I think that's a beautiful thing. And I think there should be more of that going on out there. And I think it's amazing. Um, and it's just. Yeah, something out of this world, kind of. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, hell yeah, getting new I kids wish, up there, that's insane. Yeah, I wish there was that going on when I was younger. So I think it's like a really beautiful thing that they're doing to be able to bring people up to the mountain or donate to certain, you know, I don't know, underprivileged groups to get up and go snowboard. or Who runs the foundation, his parents? Yeah, his parents, yeah. That's awesome. They're such sweet humans. They're that's on insane. top of it, yeah. too. It's, it's so cool. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, they're like either... Like, I think they're donating product or the money that comes into the foundation yeah. or bringing kids up, like after-school programs, I think, maybe. They're just keeping his name alive mm-hmm. and his legacy, and that's so dope. Yeah, and it's just cool to see, like, everyone supporting, and I don't know, it's kind of, it's, I think it touches all of our hearts, you know? Yeah. Like, it's actually, like. It's what we need. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, it's a testament to see how much of a, effect he's had on so many people's lives yeah. when mm-hmm. when you see that happen it's it's incredible the way the whole snowboard communities came together and yeah it's been awesome it's definitely the shit it's uh you know you it's the circumstances aren't the what we want you know no. but like you have to you have to take the positive in it and mm-hmm. that's you know, what's up yeah move forward and, and I, I would say though uh what the shit that's been beautiful like tanner you know, those those few edits, t- Tanner and Harry and the whole band's video production crew that made these edits after, like, it have been, like, brought me to fucking tears. It's been so cool the way he's been remembered. And, and you guys, like, you know, went back out there and it seems like you went and did it for him and filmed a bunch of more van shit that was really cool, right? I think, like, every day any of us go and ride, you know? Yeah. It's like, that's day one, you know? Mm-hmm. One thing one thing I wanted to ask about that um is your you got a pretty insane ability to ride all different types of terrain. Um like where's your head at? Like you can do a front ten and a half pipe, you can do a front nine off of a jump, you can do a fucking you'll film a stick ass backcountry or street part. You'll you can do it like where's your head at for being such an all terrain vehicle to change gears? Dude, I, I have no idea. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> um just like the like the want or the desire to, I don't know. You watch old videos; everyone's riding on everything. Yeah, like video. I parts. bet your snowbird board, snowbird background. I mean, that has to do something with it. I think so for sure. You know, uh, obviously seeing like, you know, there's like a big mountain vibe up there, kind of like yeah. you're like riding like shoots and whatever else. And more then, so like, than most mountains. And then I like started riding like a bunch of park stuff when I was younger and half pipe. So I kind of like, you know, got used to riding a half pipe a lot and like hitting park jumps and rails. But then my first opportunity to film was like street stuff for keep the change. So then like everything just kind of went down this path of like, I'm filming street snowboarding, but I would get like one or t- like I front three, the Baker road gap. And I was like, Damn. my only pow clip or yeah. something, you know? So uh, I just, like, started to, like, want to do 
everything as much as I could. But it, it dude, it's really like not easy to switch up your program midwinter. Yeah. As some people are have really good at doing that. Bodie for one is yeah. like a savage. Gets a freak. Yeah. Um just to name one person. But yeah, like it's just like it's crazy to see like I guess these days there's not as many people riding all yeah. t- all all sorts of terrain, I guess, or street bow and park and pipe. What we refer to as an ATV and all terrain vehicle <clears throat> in the industry. ATV. You been yeah. hellion? No, uh, well, I went helling in Albania, actually. Oh, sounds a little sketchy. <laughs> <laughs> it was duck, sick, Duct tape from the helicopter. And no, the... <laughs> dude, it was actually, like, it was dope. super sick. But the conditions weren't that good. That's always a, the it worst. It was a really insane nitro trip. Um, yeah, I road tripped with Knut from Munich to Albania, which is, like, a 20-hour drive. Damn. And me and him had some insane times listening to R&B music. Nice. And just, like... <laughs> Talking shit and rapping out, and then yeah, we hellied for five days, but the conditions just like, but just riding it, it's so fun. Yeah, no, and (laughs) and, like the conditions weren't insane, but we were still able to ride and like I don't know, like soak up some culture. Yeah, and we checked out so many insane countries, dude. Like we road tripped through like ten or twelve different countries. Yeah, if it's twenty hour drive to Europe, you're getting some shit. No, it was cool. It was really really cool. That's the best thing about your guys' careers is that you get to be well traveled and. Yeah, super spoiled in that shit. sense. Yeah, but yeah, hopefully looking forward to trying to do like riding more pow. Would you like, be down to get in the heli and AK if the opportunity presents? Yeah, I think about it a lot. Like, really want to do it, but also like I get nervous even get thinking scared. about it. You know, but I think it's like you got to go just with the do right it. crew. You gotta, yeah, yeah, you got to figure it out at one point. You know, and I at least flew around a little bit yeah, last year. So which like, helps your awareness and what to do. Sort of, yeah. yeah. I just don't know how dudes pick a spot. They're like, you know, because you're flying around and like tra- like Travis Rice must be insane at being like, I, that looks pretty sick over They'll there. Like, let's go over here, they like, take a get Polaroid, a photo, yeah. and then you like. Or now a camera shot. Yeah, you just whip an iPhone photos, you know. You know what like, I found is what, watching Marco do this, your whole first year is basically a wash. <laughs> you're, going, <laughs> you're going up there, you're spending all this money, and you're just learning from a guy like him. Yeah, I can only imagine, man. Yeah. Like, it's, and it's you walk super out of there just intimidating. Like, because I could have done so much more, you know. And you know so the your mo- first year, just say, fuck it, I'm learning. Yeah, dude, like, you just, like, in the back of your head, you're like, damn, this is a really expensive thing that we're doing right now. Yeah. I could have gotten You'll get a shot or two. Yeah, you'll get yeah, a shot or I two. Do, but <laughs> I got, I spent 20000 on a heli trip, and I got one line. Yeah. <laughs> that is a, or $10,000 yeah, line or some true. shit. Like, it's crazy. That's mm-hmm. why it's so freaking hard to make happen these days. Dude. Also, when I look, when I'm looking at lines, even when I, like, sometimes when I'm snowmobiling and riding bigger terrain, like, I'll be at the bottom look up and be like, I'm going to ride that line. I get to the top. I'm like, Hold where the fuck game. am I supposed to go? Like, it's a convex roll. Yeah. I don't know. You go left, you get fucked up. You and then right. you got to count on your buddies yeah. down below to be like around the tree to the left, a little bit down. And you're just like, oh, dude. yeah, I think, I think that's what's like, get me back to the down bar. Yeah. <laughs> I can see everything. <laughs> I, I feel that dude. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, I came out to Whistler for a month and I got like, Two, three clips. Yeah, two days of sun, three clips. <laughs> really I'm bad. At, really right bad at snowmobiling. Like <laughs> bumming the whole crew out. <laughs> Stuck constantly. Someone's always helping you dig out. Yeah, yeah. But no, I, I look forward to more. 
Dude, That's you awesome. you read a kind of wild setup. I picked up your board. You run like posy posy full edges, fucking posy, giant posy. tank, right? Don't you? Or shit? I mean, this is this is it. You, look at look, let's feel these regi- these edges, dude. Razor Are those sharp? sharp. You don't you not touch them? Mm-mm. Yeah, this guy rides them right out of the box. Doesn't touch them. That's really. It. But I'm not posy. Back foot is zero. Oh yeah, well, zero. it looks posy posy to me. But yeah, what's your what's up with your setup, dude? You got you got sharpies always. I don't know, dude. You got to be able to turn. Uh, that's debatable, <laughs> dude. If I, <laughs> dude, you go to like if you have edges and you go to Highland and it's icy out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're literally like, oh yeah, whatever. This is fine, you know. Like, but if I didn't have edges, I literally like, you're fucked. That is oh, true. Oh shit! Like little kids coming at me. I gotta get on this like that is little true. rainbow box and like I don't know. It makes it way easier to navigate and dodge and you know. Sneak around if you got good edges. Yeah, you got to be able No, it's true. It, it, especially on icy conditions. You, I do a yeah. light detune for that, but I used to go full round bevel dogger. I, I definitely, you, I used to go just like nothing. Yeah. But I got to a point where I was like, uh, I don't know. Rail, like I usually, I if I'm going to hook on a rail, like I'm hooking with a dole boy or a fucking Yeah, if you're going to hook, you're going to hook. Yeah, like. If he's going hook, he's going full commit <laughs> full blood commit pack. Yeah. He's going to fucking gonna die. Bad. If he's going to die, he's going to really die. Usually trying something I shouldn't be or so whatever. <laughs> dude, you're always getting juice. I remember with you, you fucked your knee up doing a cab nine at Brighton. Remember oh, that? dude. but What I, was dude. that? What was that? <laughs> Me and you were trying switchback sevens. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. And we were puffing that fucker up. Oh, yeah. That's our like, term. Puff, yeah. puff we got to puff that fucker up. We got to puff that fucker up. And so I was like, I was like, yo, if I land the switchback seven, I'm doing a cab nine on the last jump. And dude, landed it. I was like, "Oh yeah!" Like coming into this cab nine, like so juiced up. But he's like flat light, and so like I put my legs down, thinking that I was gonna touch the ground before I got to the ground. So like my body continued to rotate, oh. and then that's when I fucked it up. But on yeah, the shitty Brighton jumps, those <laughs> things are such pieces of shit. Going cab new, you go cab, jump. cab niner on the fucking Brighton <laughs> shit dogs. You gotta respect it, dude. Gotta respect. If you can it. cab nine a Brighton jump, you can cab nine anything. Man, that's, that's when you show up for like you know the Super Park perfect jump, and you're like, all right, this is my fucking time. Now it's time to shine. This is my time to <laughs> puff that fucker up. <laughs> puff her up. <laughs> over rotate to cab twelve and just fucking <laughs> dude, do you fucking go, go double over end. You're like, no, dude. You go full my season. <laughs> My ankles are broken. Both my ankles are broken. Dude, do you remember uh, your 21st birthday? Yeah. Uh, wait, in Japan? Yeah. That wasn't my 21st. Oh, that was it? was my 19th birthday. Oh, was because maybe you could drink in Japan at 19? So it I felt still like don't 21st? think I could, but oh, it was they, just told your birthday. Me, they told me that I wasn't going to get asked my name or my age. Sorry, yeah. Geez. Dude, I um, remember we Because I was pretty off. nervous when I showed up. Um, Kenji, he was the homie. He's like, yo, man, you're fine. Like, no one, no one's gonna ask you for your ID. This was at the club in Tokyo. Just or having just beers in general, you know. Yeah. So I was like curious because you can buy beers in vending machines there. Yeah. So I was like, it's honor system. I just like hook. I just like you know, put some money in there. Yeah, yeah, do your thing. Just yeah. Don't ask, don't tell, kind of thing. I remember that end of that night. Bridges had to take you out of the taxi cab and carry you like a baby. Yeah, that was uh, an Little, extreme like, position. <laughs> extreme. Uh, that was my like first like overseas trip kind of oh, thing. We had you lined up with two of the hottest models. I don't even know if you remember. And <laughs> no. they Bridges actually had them ready to take you home. But <laughs> but you uh could 
pretty much not even talk. <laughs> <laughs> so we were just like, all right, fuck, we'll take them home. But yeah. these chicks were going to take care of you. It was all lined up, two of them. Yeah, we got nice chased. They were models. We got chased out of the karaoke club. Oh, dude, Jake O.E. destroyed it. <laughs> yeah. I think Kevin jumped out a window. Of one one story up, Kevin. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a it gnarly was an night. Ancient, no, it was super fun though. Like yeah, we, it was a great we all night. made it to the club, and yeah. that was like I was just in utter shock the the whole time. I also ran out of money while I, while this was happening. I don't know if you remember the night that we went out to party. I just like didn't have any money. Oh, I don't remember that. And Alo and Rav gave me a little bit of money, but that was like I spent it all on my hotel room because everyone kind of was getting their own rooms. Yeah, it's we Percy were, rooms. It was, yeah, it was Percy and rooms. Everyone had like their Percy room or whatever, and I just remember being at the ATM and Alos right behind me. And you just and empty. like it just keeps saying insufficient funds, insufficient <laughs> funds, and then I just get a tap on my shoulder and Alos like, I got you. Yo, I can give you a hundred bucks right, or you know, like yeah, hundred yenji riches is actually And then so that got me through like whatever a train like first little bit and then rav got my hotel room awesome and like but then but i still didn't up, have yeah, money you, you ended up sleeping in bridges room though well yeah he carried like, you like a baby all the way through the hotel and <laughs> put you to bed on his floor yeah baby stacks <laughs> yeah. but i just Not, remember, <laughs> i remember before we went out i was sitting on the stupid like, like what am i gonna do yeah no i was just like everyone's like yo all right cool we're going to dinner i was like all right later guys and yeah, they're enjoy like dinner <laughs> what the fuck is your deal bro you're coming with us and i was just like uh i I can't. I got nothing. And they're like, dude, what, do you need money? Like, what's your deal? And I was like, yeah, I need money. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I just don't want to be that guy. And Bridges was like, dude, like, you're coming with us. It was like, your birthday. Snowboarder. Shit, like, yeah. we got you. That so that was, was like insane. Yeah. And, and that then, was holy bully, too. So we had like, there was probably 40 of us ready to go party. That was, yeah. a, that was an awesome, awesome time. But yeah, Bridges. Good place for up, a birthday. I ended up falling asleep in the club and I got carried out. Thanks, Pat. I definitely remember being like super shook in the morning when I woke up on his like, floor. Where the fuck am I? He's like at the computer with his shirt off. Like, oh, Jesus. Some shit. I'm like, oh, this is crazy. I'm getting out of here. Like, what, what Pat. <laughs> and then I like was panicked to get to the airport and like just brought all my shit down to the lobby. And then OE was the first person down there. He's like, Oh, you want to get in my cab? Sick. And I was like, oh, because oh, yeah. you didn't have money. Yeah. I was like, Thank you so much. I just like, need to make it home. Yeah, I was like, I just got to get to the airport. And I'm then surprised though he was even walking after he destroyed the karaoke room. Jesus <laughs> Christ. He was asleep in the karaoke room and a heavy metal song came on. He just yeah, got up. No, Pat, Pat was oh, saying uh, Ace of Spades. Ace of Spades, yeah. Classic. He got up. And destroyed the entire room, ripped the TV off the wall, flipped the table over, broke drinks. Uh, I think I have a photo, maybe him or you or him and someone, cheersing and breaking the glasses. And Nothing, yeah, nothing no. like some unsolicited destruction but in he another was country. He was asleep <laughs> and then just woke up and destroyed the whole. Yeah, we and were, then it was every man for themselves escape. Yeah, yeah. no, everyone is like <laughs> darting out of there, dude. It was not, it was... The police were on well, the way. Look at the situation now, though. You're there. You got no fucking money. You're broke. You just barely make it home. Now you got the PM, the pro model, everything. You got yeah, the man. boot, the shoe, the board. The snow boot, too. Not, the just snow the, boot. not just a snowboard boot, but the Yeah, you got all kinds of footwear. Boot. That's a snow skate boot. Let's pull that slip on out. That thing's looking pretty gas. Let's, let's talk, pretty, uh, let's like, talk uh, cheddar biscuits let's talk about the on bisque. the royalty game, <clears throat> Yeah, dude. let's talk about the bisque What's here? going on? When you have this much merch with your name on it, you getting some some checks? 
I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully, people you don't wanna, know. Oh, I, not hopefully, people want to buy don't, it. Oh, it hasn't even yeah. gone out yet. Um, but yeah, I'm super. Like the day uh, Kevin asked me, like, or he like, called me and was like, "Hey, we want to do a boot with you." I was like in the airport, kind of hungover, and I started crying. But I like tried to like. Keep, <laughs> I was like, I was like, was wait, that like are you crying? Alcoholic depression. Uh, yeah, it was kind of like dope. maybe like you know yeah. kind of having the saddies a little bit, and, and, and then you get great call. news. It's like You're a very like sweet, like susceptible to tears, like generous, generous phone call. And I was like, oh man, like, yeah, dude, that sounds really good. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, yeah, for sure. Like, I was really feeling super like bad like three minutes ago, but. <laughs> Now I'm feeling pretty good. Like maybe I'll go get a beer or something. So, so <laughs> hey, the, way, the way it works is you just get commission. Well, are, are we talking four fish commission or what are we talking? I don't know. He doesn't know what he deals. I just wanted to throw hey, a four little, fish commission. Little thing we got. Yeah. Well, we got to discuss is that you got a P mod. Stony Buds has oh, his own promo oh, shoot. Break that thing out. It's, oh damn! Look at this I'm, thing for the for the viewers. I'll explain what's dude, happening wait, to wait. the listeners. You got a P mod shoe. You're not the telling. only one out there with, with a shoe. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm not, not even look, surprised. Look at, look at, take a look at these things. Uh, it's a snowshoe. Yep. Eastone photo on the box. Oh yeah, a bunch of Eastone photos. For the listeners, the I'm going to describe. This is one of the puffiest shoes. Boxes upside down. This is back when shoes were a little bit puffier. Is, dog. Look at the look at the sheer amount of fabric used for this. The tongue. It's fully waterproof though. You can almost. This is like it is. Yeah, it's just full snowshoe. Damn, dude, that's some. That's that OG fit. Yeah, it's back when that, that thing that sold was through the, the roof. Yeah, let's say it was Zumi's number one seller. To be honest, the kid got a check. You know what I mean? Oh, gee. Props to Ricky Melnick for laying that bad boy out for the kid. What other photogs got the pro model shoe? Well, you Respect. know, I think uh, Andy Wright might have got one, too. There's me and Andy in a series. But then they also did a skate series with some dope dudes, too. Very, uh, very cool. Yeah. Like, that's wild. Definitely I, was hyped. I, yeah. I got another two-parter for you. Two-part okay. question here. So you got the pro model shoe. I'm looking. You got the pro model boot. It's it's. It's kind of got a gray tone to it. Is it? Is it a? Were you inspired by the concrete sneaks? Was that the concrete color? Because <laughs> uh, it's gray. Because it's gray. That's what I'm wondering. No, it just kind of happened. Okay. Two second is part. Is it called the Se- concrete? Second sneak? part. Should you do? Literally, why didn't you just do a concrete block. cinder block shoe out of you know? Just, that would have been sick. I would. I would have maybe copped that. I would have copped yeah. that. <sighs> I, I mean, we Supreme get, maybe, maybe we'll get one going. You know, Supreme yeah. sells bricks. People buy them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could have done the concrete sneaks. You know what they should do? They should make the slippers, the big, huge slippers that they make. Like the cartoon blinks. characters that it looks like a concrete that sneak. That could be a hit. That's an idea. I would okay. wear those. Kale actually made me a lamp. Uh, Kale Zima's making lamps. Larry Lumens is what it's called. Larry that's Lumens. His, that's his Shouts project. Shout to Larry Lumens. Shout to Larry Lumens. Shout out. Um, yeah, no, he actually, I think one of the first lamps he made, he filled a pair of skate highs. Full of concrete, sick, and attached it to this wooden base for a lamp, and it's like this cool, like you know, like extendable, like bendable, retractable lamp. Very, that's, very sweet gift. That's cool. But yeah, they're like literally, it's like a fifty-pound lamp. <laughs> <laughs> it's insane. That's sick. Not gonna want to pay for the international shipping on this particular yeah. lamp. <laughs> Let's not ship this bad boy. But she's a beauty. Jeez, All right, yeah. man. Uh, sneaks, man. I think we've had pretty good little conversation. Yeah. You got any uh, any subjects we <clears throat> left unaddressed on this thing you want to talk about? No, I just want to maybe thank like all my sponsors and everyone that's like helped me get to sitting and having a conversation with you guys right now. That's insane, man. I really 
Big honor. Big honor. So stoked to have you, man. We're so happy to be having this conversation. Uh, One last thing before we get out of here. We have some prints. Eastone will be holding up. Um, We got a limited number of signed prints, and we're going to be selling them on bombhole.com if you're interested. Signed by Concrete Sneaks, the kid. Photographed by Oli G. Shouts to Oli G. Go tied with the for the best photographer of all time with Stony Buds. It's a Buds. tie. It's a tie. It's a two way tie. <laughs> you heard it here. You, you heard official. it here first, folks. It's a tie. It's a tie. We're gonna have a tiebreaker photo shoot off soon. It's a shoot off. It's a shoot off. It's a shoot off. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you next week. Over and out from the bomb hole. Thank you. Wow, buds, that was a pretty informative episode, huh? Yeah, I feel like we learned a lot about uh, many interesting things. How to get initiated in the dust box, a little bit of ayahuasca, maybe. Blown in the face. <laughs> Taxman uh, never sent a letter. I mean, who would have <laughs> guessed, dude? I thought they, they dished that out in, like, second, third grade. but Straight up, he missed that. <laughs> missed the boat on how to send a letter. But all in all, Taxwood is the fucking man. That was an honor to have a convo with him. Uh, if you're interested in more Taxwood stuff, we got some prints, huh, buds? Yeah, shot by Oli Gagnon, I think in Finland, too, both of them, signed. Straight up banger photos, signed by Concrete Sneaks, a.k.a. Stacks, a.k.a. Taxwood, a.k.a. The Kid. And that shit's going to go like hotcakes on a griddle, man, so. It kind of flies off the shelf. Yeah, get them, get them. If you want one, get it. Yeah, head on over to bombhole.com. We got merch. We got stickers. We got all the good stuff. And also, we don't have any sponsors. So anything you guys do to support helps. Um, buds. Yeah, you know, I actually uh, created this little thing called the Bomb Squad. It's on the Patreon, and it's one way to support us, but it's also a way for you to get involved with us and join our community. All sorts of cool shit that you only access there. Straight up, the link will be in the description of this podcast. So... Check it out if you want, and we always got to say it, but thank you guys so much for sharing this and sending it to your friends. It means the world. So we love you guys. Thanks for listening and watching, man. We love you. Next Wednesday, we'll check in with you again. Hope you guys have a great week. Over and out. Peace.